0: Juju's back. And that's actually really, really cool. Maybe he'll play Sunday. Maybe he won't. But suiting up for a practice? You know, I'm telling you, there's something strange about this week. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. Look, I'm boarding a plane tomorrow to fly right back to Kansas City. Feels like we were there just yesterday. And I'm packing with me. Virtually no expectations. And I'm not going to be different, really, than most anyone listening to this show Maybe not even all that different, truth be told, from the people wearing Steelers uniforms. They do have some exceptional individual talents. They really do. People who were born confident and who will be confident when they take that field. But out of 53 men on that roster, how many do you think are really going to go out there thinking, oh yeah, we got this. It's all cool. I can't know, but I can't imagine that the number is that high. All those times when you hear an athlete in any sport say, nobody gave me a chance or nobody gave us a chance. Well, in this game, nobody's really giving the visitors a chance. And as such, all one can reasonably hope for is that this team goes out there and has fun. And no, I'm not being dopey here. I'm not saying, oh, just, you know, all that matters is that you have fun, boys. But it might be a big, big head start toward putting pressure on the other team because they're not going out there to have fun. The expectations are through the roof for the Chiefs. They've been to the Super Bowl two years in a row. They're in their own house. They've got the next quarterback. They've got the best tight end also, by the way, one of the best overall players in all of football. They've got a stout defense, maybe the best in the conference. Every single thing lines up their way. Every single thing that you can break down. But when you're losing in a playoff game, even if it's just early, and you're at home, you start feeling that. I am here to attest, I was at Heinz Field when the Jaguars were just running up the gut against that defense. Unlike any team before them all season, the Steelers had no idea what was hitting them. They had Tyler the inside linebacker, and he's just getting steamrollered by Leonard Fournette and the Jacksonville offensive line, and you're going, okay, this is going to have to turn around, right? I mean, it's just got to. The Steelers were clearly, based on the regular season, the superior team. And then it doesn't. And then it doesn't because somebody else has found out something about you, and they're hammering it, and you don't have an immediate answer for it. And maybe because you've been so good throughout the regular season, you don't necessarily think there even needs to be an answer or an adjustment. So you just kind of let it go, and you let it play itself out. And Before you know it, you look at the scoreboard, and your season's over. I'm not making a prediction here. When I do get around to making a prediction for this game, it will be one that favors the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because I'm not an idiot. That doesn't mean I'd put 100% on it. I don't put 100% on anything. And if I ever did before, I sure wouldn't in this NFL season. Make no mistake, as much as being the favorite can be detrimental to a team in Kansas City's position, being those other guys. So I've been making this point on the show throughout the week, and I feel compelled to make it once again because I really feel like it's the biggest and most stark difference between these two teams in this shared setting. No sane person Looks at the Steelers and their lack of offensive line and their lack of defensive line, aside from Cam Hayward, and says, Oh, yeah, they can do this. (laughs) Certainly not based just on, you know, skill, athleticism, and depth and coaching smarts. I'll take Kansas City in every single one of those four categories without hesitating. But this intangible that I keep talking about, this isn't something that's being pulled out of you-know-where as some sort of uh, false hope. This has happened throughout NFL history. It's happened throughout sports history. Where the heavy favorite just thinks, I've got it made here. While at the same time, the underdog says, whatever, man, let's just have fun. So there's Juju out there. Yesterday, on the second day of the week of practice leading up to a playoff game, which should tell you really all you'd need to know about what his real status and his real availability should be considered right now for that game. If this was something that had been in the works, if this was something where everyone was uh, in on it, then you would have seen Juju out there, I believe, Wednesday, so that he'd get three full days of practice in to get back into the swing of things. Timing and all that other stuff. Critical component for a wide receiver. So nobody's in a position to rule out that he'll play. I'm, you know, <laughs> it would be pretty impressive. That's how I'll put it. It would be pretty impressive. But the fact that he's out there and he's with his teammates and he's making them laugh and he's making them smile. And if you don't think that's important, here's what Deontay Johnson had to say about this after that practice. He brings back that, that, that positive energy that we need, that we he he's always had and um that and he always brings. And you want to be around a guy like that, who who's all about football, all about his teammates, just willing to do anything for the team, you know? Um, and he's just uh people's person too, so. It's never a dull moment when he's around. (laughs) He's out there keeping them loose. Juju is. Ben Roethlisberger's made statements this week. Let's just go for it. Let's just go have some fun. Cam Hayward has said the same thing. Not that they don't want to win. Not that they're not taking the event seriously. They're just trying to turn this intangible into the asset that it should be. The Steelers should, if they were being coached well, go out there and try things that might even be a little bit outside their comfort zone. You don't want to be conservative. You want to be the opponent that's kind of freaking the other guys out a little bit. You know what I'm talking about. First down, take a shot. Seriously, let it fly. You've got Chase Claypool playing a little bit better right now. You've got Deontay. Maybe you'll have Juju. James Washington was back at practice, by the way. Take a shot. Let it fly. The same goes on defense. You have the world's best edge rusher. You have the world's best defensive player. Don't be dropping him into coverage. Go for it. Pin your ears back and get after them. Maybe you'll lose. Guess what? You're supposed to lose anyway there's no risk here only reward when we come back just one question welcome back it's time for just one question and that's brought to you Always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, or medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, that they keep that promise. And this law firm has been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them at LGKG.com. And today's J1Q comes all the way from Germany, where Lucas asks, we've seen the Steelers in multiple fourth quarters throw the ball beyond the sticks successfully, so why not incorporate it more in the offense? Why doesn't Matt Canada do that? It's not that simple. I'd love for it to be that simple because then it would make Canada an even easier target for criticism. And I really kind of feel he should be that. But the problem with saying it that simply is that it doesn't take into account that your opponent is going to drop back into more relaxed coverages. They're going to give you more in the way of underneath routes. Uh, They're not going to be pressing you as much up front in terms of the pass rush. And when that's happening to a team like the Steelers that doesn't have an offensive line, I feel like you're doing the Steelers an immense favor because you're basically erasing their greatest weakness. I don't understand why teams have done that to them. But we have seen it. You're right. Consistently, the one game that really jumps out at me, though, the one game that I feel like you're totally right was the one in Minneapolis, because that wasn't Ben just throwing underneath and getting, uh, you know, a big yards after the catch, uh, slant diagonal route out of guys, although there were a couple of those. It was just Ben putting it up, and it was his receivers going up and getting it in a way that I don't really feel like either the quarterback or the receivers matched in any other game this season. Yes, the Vikings were in a softer stance, but the Steelers still just took it right to them with their offense. And I'm telling you, again, Without making a prediction, that this is the way the Steelers could get something done against his opponent. Yes, of course, it still has to begin with the running game. Yes, they have to control the football. That means Najee Harris is probably going to have to drop a buck 20 on them just on the ground. Again, not making predictions here, talking about what would actually need to happen. But you're also going to need this team to connect on a deep ball or two, or at least to get some DPIs out of attempts like that. You're not going to pull this off by dinking and dunking and sideways. I'm going to repeat what I said in the opening segment, Lucas, but this time with big-time gusto. You're not going there with a mindset of playing it safe. That would make no sense. Now, it won't surprise me if this unimaginative coordinator does exactly that, and this ultra-conservative head coach supports him, but my feeling on this is you've got an opponent that you need to freak out a little bit. You know? You've got to... You've got to make them get a little funny, to quote Tomlin from his awesome line last week in Baltimore. You've got to be the ones that make them look at you like, whoa, what is this? This wasn't what we saw two weeks ago. Who are these guys? Why are they even here? Why are we struggling? Why are we struggling? Could we really lose this game? Uh Uh-oh, what happens if we do lose this game? That's what you got to do. And you're not going to get that with a bunch of one yard runs and little flicks off to the side. You got to weird them out a little bit. Weird them out. That's what I'm talking about. And have fun. Walk out there with a smile on your face. Let them see that you're there and you're enjoying it. This is found gold, man. This team shouldn't have been in the playoffs. They should have been eliminated from the playoffs. In three different settings last Sunday alone you know think about that this is found freaking gold enjoy it and let the other guys know you're enjoying it and let them wonder why I appreciate the question Lucas I appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of Steelers obviously we'll have another one of these Monday morning from Kansas City